Chicharito se la pasa a un lado. Guardado se la regresa. Vamos, Chicharito. Dásela, Chucky. Dásela, Chucky. 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 Chucky la tarta. Tiro. ¡Gol! ¡Gol! ¡Váyanse a la saga! Los que no creían. Los que no tenían fe. Escondan sus pinches quinielas. Hijos de sus pinches. Nos van a golear. México va a ir a ser el oso. Hello, good evening, and welcome to a very special edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us. We're live. I'm not sure if anyone's even listening right now, but we are live. But we will be uh, downloading to your uh, subscription, hopefully very, very soon, so you can listen to this uh, podcast. Crazy day, uh, unexpected day. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Mexico gets a, a big win, a huge win, the biggest group stage win they've, they've ever had uh, in the World Cup, I think, without question. Winning 1-0 over uh, Germany, the defending World Cup champion, the defending World Cup champion, four-time defending World Cup champions. A team that I, I told my wife today that since 1966 had either made the semifinals or the finals or won the World Cup in all but three editions since 1966. So uh, a pretty good team that Mexico beat today, uh, historically, and, and, and again, favorites to win. This World Cup, uh, along with Brazil and uh, Mexico, get, uh, takes care of business. Uh, uh, a lot of folks, including myself, uh, have to uh, be, be, be very humble and respectful of, uh, of uh, the, what we have thought in the past and what we, what we say now. It's, it's been a, a very impressive performance by the players and by the coach, uh, Juan Carlos Osorio. So a uh, tip of the hat to all of them. And, uh, I know that a lot of Mexicans all over the world are still celebrating. I was uh, celebrating today. I'm sure a lot of the folks that are listening to us were celebrating today. A lot of fun, and let's uh, jump right to it. Uh, we have on our panel with us. Uh, it's actually, you guys are ganging up on me. It's three Cali's because it's, it's a very uh, West Coast-oriented show since you guys are two hours earlier, and me, John Jagu. Let's start with, with Joel Aceves, who joins us from Southern California at an undisclosed location. Joel Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, just to the, uh, I don't even know what to say, Hoy. I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you say it. Well, John, I had I had to come in because I I had uh, my share of coral to eat. I I was one of the culprits, I should say. I, I was a big JCO detractor. I had zero faith in the Colombian, and uh, he proved me, not that he needed to prove me, but, you know, he, he proved me wrong. Uh, I, I had talked about the one thing Menotti said, like the three things you need for, for uh, to be a good coach, according to El Flaco Menotti, you know, champion with Argentina in 78. So he said, you need to have an idea, you need to have... You need to get the players to believe in your idea and then to be able to execute it. And JCO did all three. And, and if we read a lot of the pre, uh, the, the post-match, you know, pressers. Sure. A lot of the players, yeah, they give a lot of credit. A lot of the players give a lot of credit to JCO and they say that the victory is dedicated to him, you know. And it shows how much they believed, how much faith they had in, in, in his plan. And, well, and they also talk about. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Please. Yeah, they also talk about how they already had this plan to face Germany for a couple of months now. 
So they had been, you know, I guess, and, and it, just to hear about the way JCO is, he communicates these type of things to the players. So it's, it's pretty impressive uh, to, to see all of that unfold. You know, it's not just the faith that uh, that, that, that the players have in him. He has shown it's the faith that he has in his players that they're going to be able to execute what what it is that he's been trying to do. You know, they may not. I mean, it may have taken him a while to figure it out, but I think that you know we're going to start seeing. We obviously started seeing that uh, even in the uh, in the lead-in matches, and then. Uh, and then, of course, today with uh, with with one zero victory. It's great to have you on, Joel. I want to introduce uh, the rest of our panel. Uh, joining us also is uh, the man who will give us uh, the the professor's touch tonight. And Profe joins us. Uh, uh, Profe Juan Uribe from Long Beach. How are you, sir? Hey, John. Good, good, man. I'm very happy for today's win. How are you doing yourself? Doing very well. And now, now, Profe, you pointed out something. Uh, on the Twitter that I thought was real interesting where, uh, and, and even Chicharito even echoed the sentiment uh, afterward where you said that they were harassing the the midfielders to the point where Boateng was the one that had to be the distributor and he, nothing against Boateng, but he just doesn't have the, uh, the vision or the accuracy as, 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 as the two other guys in Ozul and, uh, and uh, the guy from Real Madrid, whose name is eluding me at the moment. Cruz. Cruz. And and Chicharito even said that that our 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 goal was to harass Hummels and to harass uh, Cruz to, to to make him uncomfortable coming out with the ball. Yeah, I I, I saw that uh, interview that he gave uh, uh, the, the article on FIFA.com. I think Martin Del Palacio wrote it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know that kind of further that reinforced my thought that that it was also Hummels they were because Hummels is the you know. They compare them to Alanis, and I think they don't just resemble each other. They have a similar uh, skill, very similar skill set. They can bring the ball out from the back, and uh, so their goal was to keep, uh, yeah, Boateng open, let him be the guy to try to deliver that, uh, you know, that outlet pass or or send that cross from the backfield. And I think his his touch isn't, you know, isn't as as, as uh, refined as the other players. Um, but there was something else too, John. No. Uh, what what was that? Uh, what what they also did was they, um, in, in the in the when uh, in, in the way they set up their counterattacks, they would. Uh, Germany was they, there's some there's some screenshots. I'll I'll see if I can put them on the on our on the the Twitter chat or something so you can share them. Oh, I'm not sure if I can share them, but I'll share them with you guys. Um, they basically. When when it was our when it was Mexico's uh, chance to defend, they would leave a player high, and Germany would just leave players wide open. Like you had Chicharito uh, near the center of the pitch, wide open. You had a uh, uh, somebody else on the right, uh, you know, being marked, I think, by Hummels. But it, it it was very interesting that they were so. Uh, I, I don't know what weird what word you would use. What cavalier, you know? Sure. And then when Mexico, when they would go forward, they would actually, they would prevent the the, uh, the German counterattack by marking certain players very close, the midfielders in particular, uh, Cruz, Kedera, Ozil. Um, and so you, they were really, they were very, they were very well, meticulous, you know, very deliberate in their, in their approach. I mean, it was, it was yeah. down to the, to the, you know, 
Yeah, Mexico, they, they, they did not have the lapses in concentration that we've seen uh, teams in Mexico in the past have, uh, in, in this game. And, and if they did happen, they were, they were rectified very quickly. Now, Profe, it's been a while since, since, since you've been on the show. Do you, do you want to hear it just once before we continue? Just, just one time? You have to do it. You have to do it, John. Joel, should we do it? Just, just, just once? Yes, I, I'm all for it. Just uh, want to get well, Brof. It's great to have you back on. Oh, it's been a while, so uh, thank you very much. We will uh, dig in more into your uh, into your tactical awareness in, in in watching the game. But we have to also introduce uh, Aaron Escondido. Daniel Preciado joins us. Who uh, Dan? Did, were, were, did you did you sustain an injury today while you were jumping around, or or or, or were you? Uh, was it was it just a susto? Uh, luckily, the, the the adrenaline I think was pumping throughout the game, so I think my my legs and my my um, more importantly my Achilles tendons were were juiced up already. You know, they're already they're warmed up, so they're ready for the the jumping that I did afterwards when the goal came in. My wife uh, regrets not having a her phone ready to to record just because she's never seen me react like that ever. <laughs> So, so the, no, I don't. I don't think I've ever reacted like that ever. So, were you reacting like that, like when the actual goal was scored, or when, when the or, or when goal the goal was scored? It was, um, yeah, I just I, I kept saying it over and over again, like it just almost like in disbelief. Um, and yeah, it was just I, I couldn't. Um, you know, I mean, you you saw it. it it's kind of hard to describe just the the the, the euphoria that you're feeling. So, um, and uh, it, this, it was just a, an awesome feeling just seeing the team play as well as they did. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like other really good performances where they were just holding on. I know that that was the, the posture they took in the second half, but I think it was because they expended so much energy in that first half that, um, that I think they just, he, he, I don't, I don't know if he knew they were tired or if that was just the original plan just to go and, and sit on that lead, but I, even still, though, I, I think it was like the it worked out perfectly because the chances kept coming throughout the second half, even after, um, even after they were defending like ways like sitting back defending, they were still creating a ton of chances on their counter. So, I, in that respect, it's like keep defending like that, you know, because the chances are still coming still. So, I, I just thought it was an amazing performance. Um, I couldn't think of of. Uh, Anybody that had a, that had a, a subpar performance, I mean, sure the, the shots weren't on target today, for the most part. But there were shots. But they were shots. Um, they were quality chances. They were, um, and you know, that's that's the main thing that you wanted to see is is are, are is the team able to create dangerous um, dangerous chances and, and and they absolutely did all game long. I thought, um, and. And and I thought the the key for me personally, I thought the key was it was to avoid those silly turnovers, which I think they did. I, I, they had a a rough start in the second half where they did give the ball away in, in bad places, but it, it didn't really lead to anything. And they, everybody covered each other really well. It's um, just one 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 for the memory books. Like you're 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 gonna we're going to look fondly upon this. Uh, and then now it's just, a, it, it, it opens up a whole world of possibilities. 
Indeed it does. And of course, uh, I'm sure that uh, every Mexican uh, watched the Brazil-Switzerland game in disbelief. or like, really? Brazil? You tie? After, after, after we've been talking about how great you've been for the past two years, <laughs> that that's what you do? You tie? And you know what, John? Mexico's, the, I believe Mexico's the only team to have a win over a European side. So far in the tournament, Joel, I think you are exactly right. In fact, it was the first time that a that a European team, the first and only time a European team has even lost. Yeah, well, I guess that's kind of the same thing. It's kind of right. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, man, Argentina. Well, Argentina, yeah, Argentina failed against Iceland, which we all thought it was pan comido. And then Brazil, which are tournament favorites. You know? And, uh... Spain and Portugal tied. Well, has Colombia played? I don't, I don't know. Not yet. No, they play. Uh, they play on uh, on Tuesday, and uh, the other the other the other European teams that are actually a little bit too that played each other. That was Portugal, Spain, and then they they drew as well. So the oh yeah, and Serbia beat Costa Rica earlier today, and then of course Switzerland tied, uh, and then uh, and then we can't forget that Denmark beat Peru on on which which I thought was that. Uh, just a really, really, really fun, entertaining, intense game, and the and the Peruvian crowd was outstanding. Just, just, uh, just a oh, tremendous man. effort. I felt so bad. I wanted Peru to win that game so bad, just, just, just so I could see how crazy that stadium was going to get. I had them tying, and I forget the player's name, and he he uh, he blows the penalty, man. Oh, Cristian Cueva. Pretty. Lionel Messi. In La Cueva, yeah, it was pretty, pretty mess. You know. Bad luck on his part. Well, that's, that's uh, right. Messi also blew a penalty. I think that's a. I don't know. It may be harsh, but it's just a. Didn't have the stomach in that moment. I'm not gonna say that they that they don't have the stomach. Period. But uh, in that moment, they didn't. And, I, and I'm gonna include Messi in that one too, because that was a terrible, terribly taken penalty kick by both of them. Yeah, they were both. Uh... Yeah, equally uh, preposterous. I mean, Messi put it in the in the one place you don't want to put a penalty kick, which is you know right at chest level. Yeah, if, chest level. If the guy chest, guesses right, so he you know, like halfway between the like the middle of the of the of, of the box, and and you know it's just he didn't even push it to the side. I mean, it was not a not a, a terribly difficult. Like you didn't have to be the the world's best goalkeeper to to stop that. Do you think you could have stopped it, Dan? No. Joel? <laughs> I said not the world's best. I didn't say. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. No. What's the name I of the uh, of the uh, the goalie that was reading the paper, Joel? The goalie that was reading the paper. Yeah, during during the Natalas game. Oh, is that the, the oh, he was reading a book. What was that yeah. guy's name? Come on, profe, you were so eager to. Uh, it's Hamikon, right? No, 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 yeah, no, no. It, no it, was, it was a, it was a goalie. That like, like he was so bored, yeah. he was reading the papers. Like, like, that's the Hamikon. During a clásico. It was el tubo. Oh my bad. El tubo, Ham- yeah. Hamikon is yeah. And mix up Ma- the names, yeah. <laughs> um, you, yeah, you. The rayas yeah. were changed. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Maybe we should have asked you a Pachuca, a Pachuca <laughs> question, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. 
That guy was calling for Campionissimo, but... El Tubo Gomez, no? Yeah, El Tubo, El Tubo, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not for the national team, because that was the Leon keeper, was the, right. was the main guy when it came for the national team. So, so, so... Which was el, el Cinco Copas, which it was a good... Did you do it on purpose, John? Because uh, Marquez did become the third Cinco Copas now. Yes, he did. He did. He, uh, you know, and... Uh, it was, uh, I, I was, I thought that Tecatito was going to be the play there and, and he went defense and I'm thinking, man, it would be really nice to have that guy on the wing, but you know, and in, in the end it ended up uh, working out and uh, he, Mexico were able to dispossess the Germans quite a bit more after when Rafa came in. I don't think that's, so it was, uh, it ended up, uh, it ended up paying off, but I was I was asking about El uh, because I was wondering what what goalie you would conjure up to to of, of whose spirit you would conjure up Hoyer to try and stop uh, Messi's penalty kick. Probably Brody. I, I just you know I didn't get to see I didn't get to see Tuvo play. I got to see I grew up on on El Brody Campo, so I would I would conjure. It. That's who I would conjure. Yeah. Would you Would you wear the the, the colors to try to, to try and distract Messi? Yeah, hey, you know what? And I was playing Sunday Pub League at that time, and it was funny to see a lot of a lot of keepers would actually, not just little kids, but also grown-ups would wear, yeah. who were mock-up mock-up goalkeepers. Some of them were pretty bad, man. <laughs> yeah, they were. I would. You have to. You have to. I would. I oh, would yeah, wear absolutely. one of those. You have to. Yeah. Multi-colored kid. Yeah. All right, so Mexico gets the goal today on a on a textbook counterattack where they were able to dispossess and then very quickly advance the ball up the field where I think it took them – it was basically four touches and uh, Chicharito was breaking and then he had the, the, the very good sense to, to lead uh, Lozano absolutely perfectly and Lozano – you know, didn't have the angle, you know, found his spot and then took it and, and surprised uh, Neuer on the near post and just blasted it right by him. And uh, that was the uh, in the 35th minute of the, of the first half. And uh, the, the entire play uh, started because Herrera was able to tack, tackle Querida off the ball. And then Moreno didn't even hesitate, just snapped it to Guardado, who then one time that the Chicharo who was able to, uh, or was it was a Chicharo then Guardado and Chicharo took off and it was uh, a hoil. I think you mentioned there, but when it happened was, 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 uh, was, was, it was, it was his, it was like a medio goal that Chicharo with the way that he started. The play. Yeah, it was a great pass. And then, uh, Chucky did his thing to finish it. Chucky was worrying me there, man. I was calling him a Petro Frio during the match. <laughs> he had a cup. He had a couple instances, man, where he'll get the ball and, he would just like not know what to do with it. Well, he wasn't um, the only one. There were a couple of guys that uh, were taking one too many touches. He, Javier had one too many touches. Yeah, and uh, but but then finally, right there, he, I guess he got the ball where he's more comfortable with it, and he he did brilliant to to finish it. That was that was an overall very good play. I he mean, did that play. Uh, kudos to all the players. You, you know what? I, when before Chucky took it, cut in with his right, I thought that was it was perfect for his left from the beginning. Yeah, but he is. Uh, 
you know, he's gonna he's he's gonna shoot with his right when he when he absolutely has to, and that's what he did there. Yeah, I mean, it was perfect. You know, I'm glad he did, but I, I was thinking that he should have taken it with his left wide open. Well, you know, it's funny hey, because. Hey, but... Go ahead, Juan. Well, that's that's my other slice of crow I have to eat with Chucky as well. And I had been calling him a Petro Frio for a long time. And I said how these are the type of matches where he has to shine, you know, where he has to show. Because he's able to do it against lesser teams, but this is where we need him to to do what he does best. And I had said how he hadn't been able to in in, uh, in other games, and he he did it now, you know. But he's, you know, but 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 that's fine though, because I mean, I, at least you recognize the fact that you know that 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 Chucky's a good player, and you know, has he, you know, had he stepped up in big games, not really, but he'd only played, you know, two or three at the most. And he's not. Yeah, his sample size is isn't particularly big, but but I mean at least, you know, you have the good sense and and or and and or, you know, you know, have the, the the intelligence to understand that you know you, you know that, that he could absolutely have that kind of performance and you kind of halfway expect it. Yeah. The thing that I don't understand about about this whole sort of thing from the get go, is especially from the, uh, the the folks in Mexico is. Is is they they never they never even gave the, uh, Osorio a chance. I mean, from the from the like I said, from the minute the first press conference was over, they had the daggers out. Actually, they had the daggers out during the press conference, <laughs> and it, it, seriously, and it just and and just it never ended. I mean, I was watching the football picante tonight, and they were just you know you know you know there was the, the players you know the ninety five percent of the stuff. I was like, guys, you know you know let's. You know, <laughs> yeah. Did did Sven get this kind of heat on him? Or was the press very nice to, to Sven, Sven Goran Eriksson? I, I think the press is awful to everybody, to be honest with you. But I think um, this coach seems to have gotten a little bit more. Because uh, I think they – just because of his, his, his way of talking, his way of being, his, um, his way of answering questions. What? And, and also because of social media. I, I think it's because he's Colombian, man. I think if it was Argentinian, if he was Argentinian, they would, you know, they would cut him some slack and they would, you know, like Bielsa, you know, because his approach is very similar, not exactly the same. Um, you know, but if he was Argentinian or, or, or you know, it's Italian or some country that has a, a better soccer than Mexico where Mexico hardly ever beats them, they it wouldn't be an issue, but because he's Colombian and you know Mexicans consider them their their soccer to be above Colombia's and the leagues you know considered above their you know his his resume wasn't that impressive and I think that's what it is from the get go. It's not because he's a foreigner because they've been very accepting of foreigners. I think it's just that he's uh, where he's his background. He's coming from Colombia. He's he was in the U.S. He, he, you know, he got his bachelor's here. He, he got some licenses here, and he, you know, he's some, you know, some education here to further his background. I think, to me, that's what it is, or at least that's what it was. I, I don't know now. I, I mean, you know, if he loses the next two games and they bounce out, I mean, <laughs> you know, well, you know and then that's that's actually you bring up a well, you bring a couple of good points, and I think that there's a lot of truth to what you're saying about the the Colombian angle. 
and I'll let Joel uh, j- jump in here in a second. But uh, but what you're also saying about about the group game is uh, is is very interesting because I was I, I did a little a little research and uh, Germany has lost two first round games, uh, group stage games since since. Uh, well, I mean, at least since 1970, maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure about 74, but I know 78 for sure. And uh, one of the both of those teams that beat them did not advance out of the group stage. The first was Algeria, who uh, probably would have uh, had it not been for some hanky panky that uh, the Germans and the Austrians did, would uh, get a one-zero result. And then the second one was Serbia. That was back in South Africa, 2010. And uh, <clears> that <throat> that is uh, one of the interesting things that I that I saw about that. So there's uh, there's definitely a lot of work to do, and 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 you know getting the three points is huge. I mean, Mexico could conceivably get six points in this in this group now that they've beaten Germany, and still miss out on uh, on, on qualifying for the group stage. So, so there is still plenty of work for Mexico to do, and I think that. Uh, 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 Javier Hernandez even pointed it out himself on on his little uh, Twitter feed by saying, "Hey, yeah, it was a great win, and you know we we all celebrated it." But he said, "But said, said this is just one step. There's still a lot of we still got stuff to do. So uh, let's uh, you know take everything uh, con you know toma con medida, like 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 corona, corona extra." <laughs> nada con exceso, John. Nada, exactly. Nada con exceso. Joel, uh, do, 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 do you do, do, have you felt uh, that that from the from the Mexican press that uh, that they that they've just been from the from the very start uh, had issues with with Osorio and just never gave him. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like I agree with what Dan said. They've done it to everyone. Uh, a while back, our friend Martin was posting some old clips of. Uh, some of the heat that La Puente was getting. He was getting pretty bad, man. Right. Just before the 90... And I've forgotten about that. I've forgotten just how hard he got hit. Uh, especially if you guys... I don't know if you guys remember, but leading up to the 98 World Cup, they had a couple friendlies and Mexico was looking really bad. Right. Uh, well, see, and, and that's why Joel... It made me wonder if, if these guys were even watching... The games are 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 just looking at the scores. Uh, when it came to the at least, at least the first couple of friendlies, the one in uh, in the Rose Bowl and the one in Mexico City, the one against Denmark, I think, uh, you know, that was uh, kind of a throwaway. But uh, but those two, and I think we even pointed out on the show. I mean, yeah, they, they only scored one goal, but they, they were doing things that were very interesting as far as as, as far as connecting and having an understanding of. Uh, where, of the of each other's positioning, and they were finding each other a lot on the field, and it was they were generating a lot of chances. And I think that that has obviously spilled into what we saw today because it wasn't just on the counter that Mexico was creating chances; they were able to bring the ball up and create. Now, did they all end up with a shot on goal? Not necessarily, but I mean, it was still, you know, there was there was something there. There wasn't just there wasn't that many giveaways uh, to the Germans. There was always. You know, something positive uh, happened uh, in Mexico's possessions uh, four times out of five. Yeah, and I guess, and then just to finish off, I guess like social media has made it more 
makes things worse now. You know, it highlights him even more. Well, it amplifies both the good and the bad. Yeah, there, there you go. And, uh, you know, Mexicans, uh, for whatever reason, seem to enjoy the uh, in the bad more than the good sometimes. And, uh, so, yeah, that, that, that certainly does. Yeah, yeah, before you waited till match day or to something was going on and you kind of don't have to anymore. It's like you log in and you go straight to the source and it's like it could be a daily thing, you know? Right. So, Joel, so, so uh, you've uh, you've had any crow about Osorio, then you had any crow about, about, about uh, Chucky. Is there, is, there any, is, there any, is there any crow left on the plate or yet te, te comiste todo? I'll say a little bit, Mark Marquez. You know, yeah. Like, like, like he, the foot, he, foot of the beak, the foot of the beak. Just one last little, one little taste. Yeah, yeah. I'm just right now, de una vez. You know, just he he, he eat all of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I I didn't think he would he would be up to par. He had looked really bad in Liga MX, and then he had that whole scandal. With the, um, you know, with his finances, and he might—he was, you know, the sponsors didn't want him to go, and he managed to, you know, to work past all of that. Uh, there's a pretty good article. I think I think Tom Marshall wrote it about about Marcus, you know, about what he went through. Talked about how he couldn't sleep and he'll cry and all that stuff. Sure. No, it's uh, pretty good stuff to read, huh? Yeah, you absolutely said he did, that, that he, did, he, you know, not knowing what was going to happen to him, to his his wife, to his kids. It was. Yeah. Every time he heard someone knocking at the door. <laughs> yeah, and and he's, you know, I, I did want him to to, I did want him to to play, to get his fifth World Cup, just because everything he's done. And, you know, and what he's done for Mexican football, he deserves to be there. But I, I thought, like a lot of people, maybe just at the end of the match, you know, throw him in in the last two minutes just so he could get his fifth notch, and, and that was that. But this dude came in with personality, man. He, he put on the captain's armband, and as soon as he came in, uh, if you guys could see, he's already, he's already telling people what to do. Yep. No, he did, and uh, it was he. He gave Mexico uh, 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 an outstanding defender for ten minutes. The last ten minutes of defending that they that they had to do. Now, Profe, I wanted to ask you uh, about uh, about about Germany's insistence on on, on, just, on just going going down the going down the right with uh, with Himmich and uh, and I forgot who the other guy was. Same um, muscle. But anyway. It was Muller, did, no? Did that make that Muller, thank you. So did didn't that make them a little predictable? A little too predictable, perhaps? Um Yeah, I think I think more than anything, it also they couldn't they couldn't stop Mexico's counter because of that, you know? That that guy uh, uh Kimich, he was always uh you know, he was practically Inside Mexico's goal box, there's a there's a heat map of him, and he's, uh, you know, of his game, and the, most of the time he's up there, 
like in inside Mexico's half, practically more of a of a winger offensive. Uh, so he left a huge hole behind him, and Mexico was able to exploit it. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, Hamel, I think there's an interview of Hummels, uh, and he's complaining about about that. He's he's saying, "Hey, look, we 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 weren't very disciplined tactically. You know, we we left a lot of holes." Did he did he also complete his uh, interview by saying, "I can no longer." Call myself the Alanis of the, of the Bundesliga, and he did he retires the thing. <laughs> he he should have, man. Yeah. Dan, you mentioned also before the show that, uh, that that you thought that that there was not really one Mexican player that you could say had a had a subpar game, and the guy that I thought who really had a had a massive game, and you know, I I I, I stood up and, and gave him a standing ovation was Hugo Ayala, who played the game of his life. Yeah, I would say him. Um, Gallardo, who I was adamantly opposed to, to him starting. Right. I, I thought I actually thought it was just um, Osorio playing little mind games um, with everybody. But man, he shut me up. He had a fantastic game, um, and he did manage to push forward. Um, you know, to keep him honest too. So he he had a very complete game. It was, yeah, it, it was. You, you look, you go up down the line, and they all came through. Um, I thought Ayala was fantastic. Yeah, the, 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 if there's one blemish that Mexico had in this game, was it was it was the it was the way that that both Moreno and Herrera picked up their yellow cards. Delay of game is 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 there, is there not a more stupid way yeah, of picking up a yellow I, card? I, I was I was thinking about that, and I was thinking like. Now, if if they win, or if they're winning, and I'm assuming they're playing in, in these games, do you just purposely get that other yellow, and then just kind of like roll the dice and just at least get that wipe the the slate clean, going into the knockouts? Well, the thing is, if I'm not mistaken, that the uh, the yellows carry through through the it's so stupid it, it carries through through the round of sixteen, and then they clear at the quarterfinals. What it should be. Is 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 have that same rule, but then make it three yellows. Don't make it just two. Yeah, because that's that's where I'm I'm a little bit. I think he's got to he's got to consider that because you don't want to. At least I'm thinking in round sixteen. The thought of not having Herrera or Moreno, especially after the game he had, too, because I know I had with at least I had my doubts about um, his form. Man, that, that's a huge disadvantage to to lose either one of them, especially Herrera. And actually, no, I mean, I don't think they can afford to lose Moreno right now. They're awfully thin in that position. So those two guys are, I, I 100% agree with you, those stupid yellows. And But I'm thinking, man, they, they might want to just pick up an, uh, um, yellows in that second game, set out the, the, the Sweden game. I once saw Rafa Marquez do that for uh, for Barcelona in a, in the Champions League. It was uh, it was the fir- it was the first leg. They were up like f- whatever the hell it was, like five two. They're just crushing this team. And if he got one more yellow, he was going to miss the next match. And he, and he got it on purpose so that he missed a ma- you know a, 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 a partido de trámite. Because I think it limits the it, it limits the the player uh, how you approach the game if you, if you've got that like lingering. Because you have to be aware of that. Yeah, and 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 all you have to do, Dan, is go back to to the the Brazil World Cup and say, who would you rather have playing uh, Holland in the in the midfield, uh, Gallito or Carlos Salcido? Exactly. And, 
Gallito had to sit out because he, but Gallito's yellows were, they were both yellows that he had, that he had to take. And, uh, they were both on, 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 on breakaways. It was, it was, it was the professional yellow that he got for, for both of those, but it ended up costing him. And, you know, in, in, in his mind, it was worth it to, to take that yellow because, you know, if he doesn't take that yellow, then they don't get it. They don't get a chance for him to sit out. In yeah. his mind. But, but to do it, to get it on, on a stu- the first one I thought was kind of ridiculous. I don't, I don't think he was delaying any game at all. I just think that the ref was a little, uh, no one was a, a little, uh, a little hasty, but the uh, the one on Herrera was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Come on, you know you gotta." Hey, John, that that's one of Mexico's strategies uh, under under Osorio. To, What's that? To slow down the game to the point where they're like, if you notice on on some of the throwings, like uh, they they would switch the guy doing the throwing. Um, when they when they played Iceland here in uh, in, in Frisco, uh, what was it in May? That one of the things uh, the Iceland coach commented on was that Mexico was had a lot more experience, uh, you know, managing the clock. So I wasn't really surprised that they would uh, that they would do it, but maybe, you know they just pushed it a little too far, and I think the ref was gonna he, he showed them, hey, I'm not gonna let you guys get away with this, uh, you know. Hmm. Well, well, luckily they the ref only gave uh, the Germans three minutes at the end for them to try and uh, to try and equalize. Uh, and you know, it looked like you know for most of the games it's been like five or four or five at the you know, at the at minimum. So that that was a nice a nice uh, that was a nice respite for the refs. So you, you didn't have to, and I'm sure every every uh, Mexican was waiting for that plus five so they could yell at it. Oh, dude. <laughs> I think once once it once a full night once it was a full ninety they were whistling like hey I throw your bottle away well sure I was too man we all were <laughs> oh, I yeah, was man. at a minute fifty five well I'll be honest I mean you know for me it starts with minuto uno I just uh, it is just a, it is a wild ride to to watch uh, or for for me to watch a World Cup a World you, Cup you, game you have any uh, any fingernails left. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's not, I mean, like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's honestly, and I don't know what it is, but it is, it is the craving of cigarettes during these games. Oh, man. I did want to ask you something though, John, since you are, um, you watched, uh, probably more than, than, uh, than any of us here. Yeah. Is this their best performance? Um... I mean, it, it is certainly the best uh, the best team they've ever beaten. As far as performing, performing, I, I think maybe more, maybe most consistent. Although they were pretty consistent in the last world, for the, in the group stage of the last World Cup. I mean, it, it, it is it is it is without question the the biggest group stage win. Period. I mean, as, as far as performance, uh, I mean, I think of the. Uh, you know, and in France '98, where they had those excellent performances, uh, the Ireland game. The Italy uh, game in in o two. Yeah, the Italy. I mean, that they could have won that one. The uh, the Bulgaria game in the, in the, in the round of sixteen in Mexico City is uh, was, was good. I but, guess, guess this one was especially impressive because they were able to finish it. The Italy game they tied. You know. Waiting in it, in it, in it, at least left a 
somewhat of a sour taste. At least I, at least that's how I want Lunch is ready. Um, this, they, 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 they finished the job. They did, and, and 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 yes, you know the Germans were pressing, but I mean it wasn't as if uh, it was it was it was totally one way traffic. I mean Mexico was able to to get it going a little bit uh, with, with with their midfield, which I thought was always the biggest, uh, the biggest reason why Mexico did not win against Holland was because they just they just could not spring the counter, and and against the Germans here had a couple of really really good chances to make it two zero. And I don't know, if, I don't know if about y'all, but for me, that was the most frustrating part of watching the second half was was seeing Mexico just miss chance after chance. And the, the thinking to myself, it is the effing Germans. You know, they're it is in their life force to tie games in the in the, in the, in, the, in, the, in the absolute last death throes of a game. What the hell are y'all doing? Not not getting the second goal because you're going to need it. And then, and, and and even you know when the Germans started really, really uh, pecking away, I was thinking, man, if, if they if they get one and get the, and get another one like Holland, it's going to be just I, I, I don't know. But as Dan said, they were able to, uh, to 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 finish the game, and they were able to finish the game with a lot of uh, uh, how would you say categoria in English? I mean, just with a lot of uh, class. Class. Thank you. Thank you, Juan. And uh, and then and then and you're absolutely right. Then that that was a, a very impressive uh, part of the uh, part of the game. Oh, I was gonna remember there was the other the other team that uh, Spain lost their first match in, in South Africa to Switzerland. It was one zero, but Switzerland did not make it out of the group. Chile ended up making it out of the group stage. So so Mexico's work is still far. It is far from done. It is far from done. See, John, why why are you saying these things? Uh, because I don't because I, I, I don't want I don't want people to, to put the cart in front of the horse. That's all I'm saying. Are, are we switching roles here? No, no. I'm feeling super confident now. Yeah. I thought I was amargado, man. I'm not. I'm not switching roles. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. You know. I'm uh, self-loathing. I look at. Uh, I, lo- I, lo- I look at. Situ- you know, it's it's, it's 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 one of the things I do for a living uh, yeah. is that I look at situations. Go. <laughs> what was the last time this happened with, with Germany? Oh, this this team did. Oh, but you know what? They did, and then I went back to the other one. And so now, now well, there's it, it also, also happened, wait, huh? I'll say it also happened in 1974, and the East Germans actually beat Germany in the group stage. But then they both had advanced, and they both advanced to the uh, to the group to the knockout. So it has happened. And we were also talking though about the Champions Curse. Yes. In fact, I, I wish Ron, uh, maybe on Thursday, Ron will uh, will will discuss because he he actually had Mexico and Sweden advancing to this group because of because of that very Champions Curse. What is a Champions Curse? Well, basically, like in '98, you had France winning the World Cup, and in the ensuing Cup, they went home at the group stage, and the same happened to Italy. And Spain. So we've been seeing it happening to some of these teams where, you know, in, in Liga MX they call it campeonitis. Well, I'll tell you the best the best case scenario, there are the two best case scenarios that can happen for, for Mexico. Is if, if they win against South Korea, it, it, would be, it would be outstanding if South Korea goes into that game with three points. Because then they could play 
the Sweden game would guarantee themselves a chance even with a tie to yeah. uh, to to be to come in first place in the group if they're able to yeah. uh, That's what I had Mexico doing. I had Mexico beating South Korea and tying yeah. Sweden. So if it still happens that way, um I think Mexico could hypothetically win the group and and avoid Brazil. Hopefully. 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 A scenario that might play out, though, a possible scenario is um, if Sweden wins. Uh, I mean, not not if Sweden wins. It, it, they they have like um, that game against uh, um, is going to be like super crucial. Well, if 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 Sweden beats South Korea, right, and then they play Germany next, and Mexico plays South Korea next. If Sweden and Mexico win those matches, then Germany and South Korea are eliminated from the World Cup. So, so that that's the other that's the other best case scenario right now for Mexico. Is, well, John, I, I want Germany to get to go through a second because I would like to see them play uh, for sale, man. I, in the I round want. of sixteen. Yeah, yeah, you you know the saying that football da revanchas, and I think. Uh, it would be a good one for Brazil to, to have a chance to, you know, knock out the Germans and ease some of that 7-0 pain. Right. 7-1 or whatever it was. I'm yeah. sure they'd be licking their chops to doing this. I, I just don't think they'd want to be doing it that early on. How much of a, of an effect do you all think the, the, Me- the Mexican crowd had on the, on the German team itself? I, I don't think any, man. And uh, I, it helped, it helped a, Mexico more, I think, than it hurt the Germans. You know. That's yeah, okay. I I agree with that uh, sentiment. I was watching the players' faces when uh, during the anthem, and and the whole stadium, with the whole the, all the Mexicans at the stadium were singing, and you could see, you could see some of the players were happy to hear that. You know. Did you did you stand up and sing the anthem, Hoyt? I don't I don't really know the words, John, but uh. <laughs> Uh, I just know like a couple, a couple of them. Well, you see me standing in the middle of the war, and then something, something. Jolly, so look at the guy named Masio Sari. And everybody knows the letter. It's con el dedo que Dios escribió. And but but you know what? Um, not to take credit away, but I think the timing was perfect for Mexico. Uh, Germany had been on a about a seven-game winless streak. They had lost to Austria. Their last game was against what was it? Saudi Arabia, which was like, you know, a two-one win. Yeah, and but it's it's rivalry. It's like, like yeah, they won, but but it's like a team that is pretty poor, you know. It's still Germany. Uh, pretty weak. No, I know it is, but I mean, but I mean, you still go through phases, and it's like, if if you know, like. Uh, they're just not at the top of their game. We could, we could arguably say that. I mean... I, I think the Mexico defense, I mean, did, did their part to, to deny them. I mean, they have so much uh, possession outside the 18, but you always had Ayala, Sal- Salcedo, or Moreno, or somebody stepping into the shot to, to not even let it through or not let the dribble through, you know? Uh, so I think it, it wasn't their day but because of Mexico's game plan, man. Well, uh, the Germans were always going to get shots off. I mean, there's, yeah. it's just, but, but I think that 
the key for me at least and, and and Dan pointed out it was it was absolutely huge was the fact that Mexico didn't have they, they didn't commit any any stupid unforced errors in their you know in, in, in on their half of the field that would give the Germans you know a a, a, a cheap one and uh it was and then that oh, was what had happened in the they, they did, John. Remember uh, Guardado? One of the reasons he was sub he was subbed out is because he was having a he was having a poor game. Uh, uh, once once he had possession, you know, he he, he had a lot of costly uh, uh, unforced turnovers. Uh, Mexico would recover the ball, and he'd be the guy to to distribute it, and he he put a you know a, a not precise pass, uh, and he put it in the wrong place. Uh, I think it's just. It just the the game plan worked, man. I mean, uh, you know, Ochoa made the saves he had to make. The defense stepped in, uh, so it, I don't think it was so much the Germans having a bad game as much as Mexico's game plan. You know, the, I mean, to be honest, Joaquin Lowe was not ready for this game plan that Osorio came up with. That's my take, dude. Did uh, did Germany underestimate Mexico? No, I think they just. You know, it might be that thing uh, where, I mean, it, it's a meme. I think uh, Jolie posted it, the one where, hey, you know, we changed the lineup and we played like crap for three years, four years that they, they didn't know what to expect, you know. Um, I, I think he came up with a game plan that, and he he chose the players that would buy into his game plan, which is why, you know, players with a lot of talent, a lot of potential in the future, like uh, uh, Pizarro and, and, and other guys, they, they were picked, you know. They just didn't have the mentality to follow through on uh, on Osorio and even criticize his his methods. You know, Elias Hernandez was another guy. He got you know shipped off. Um, yeah, dude, they, they just didn't expect it. They didn't know how to. They couldn't react to it. You know. That's a very interesting point. Now, now, Joel, do you do you believe now that that the Germans probaron Chile Nacional? <laughs> they certainly did, John. Probaron el Sage Nacional. <laughs> el el Sage <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, I think one thing that I saw, uh, you know, that, com- that put me more into the, into the JCO bandwagon is, uh, after the goal, and you see Marco Fabian run and hug him, uh, hug the coach. He gave him a little, a little. I think he gave him a little extra there, a little, little goose as he was as he was running <laughs> off. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, man, he went up there and he, and you know, it says a lot because this guy would, he tells players why he's not playing them and that, and you know, he has them all convinced in in his. In his ideas and his plans, so um, right. I, I think I, I want to give some credit to some of our some of some of the um, guests we've had. So we had Martin, Martin del Palacio. We had Tom, and those were two guys that defended JCO man from the get go when when everyone was uh, you know hitting them hard, especially right. after the centenario and. Uh, they convinced me a bit, you know. I'm not gonna lie, they they convinced me to not have so much, uh, to not discredit the coach so much. 
Well, you know, my my biggest beef with with Osorio, you know, is was and always will be was the, was the fact that 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 the way that he had his team set up in certain games, he would expose his defense badly, and I don't, I do not think that that happened. And then, Profe, at least in the first half, uh, Herrera, it was either Herrera or Guardado, and never the both of them at the same time were 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 were, were going up in the attack. I mean, they they were making sure. That they had that they had enough cover to to stop any kind of super duper fast German breaks, and I think that 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 really helped, really helped the defense today more more than, uh, you know, more than just about anything. And uh, and uh, in the second half, I think that as you pointed out, uh, a lot of those passes were a little more wayward, and it didn't seem like they had that that same discipline, which is one of the reasons why they brought Edson in, when, and then then they brought Rafa in. So they basically brought in. They were playing with three contenciones there at the end of the game, and they won. Cuatro, if you count Layun. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> exactly. So it ended up being a very defensive, and and then and then Raúl Jiménez was was basically playing. Uh, he was he was a, a defensive forward. I, I mean, he did he ever join the attack? I mean, he was. It looked like he was playing a right, uh, the right wing back or the left wing back, rather, pretty much the entire last fifteen minutes, and doing well. Uh, although, although he was one of the ones that had the. Uh, the really bad giveaway at the end of the game where he uh, was trying to pass it back and he lost his balance and he just kicked it right to a, the German that started that last counter that if it wasn't for somebody's head, I think it was Salcedo, the, the German guy would have had a one-on-one and it would have been game over. So uh, uh, luck always plays a part, and uh, Mexico got very lucky on that play that the that the German uh, pass was a little looser than, <coughs> than, than it uh, than it could have been. Well, you know what remains to be seen. Uh, uh, sorry to cut you there, uh, no, Profe. Before we change the subject, uh, it's just what what I think is it was um, uh, Raul Jimenez. He seemed a little bit nervous, a little bit over eager because he's you know he I think he I think they brought him in to be like it was like a defensive uh, sub in a way because he you know he's got a bigger body. He could help defend uh, uh, the corners and any any set pieces. Uh, and Chucky was obviously gas, um, but I think he was a little too eager to to play his physical part, you know. Which is why he gave, he also gave out a couple of fouls. So I think you're right. He was just yeah. So what well, what is the one thing that remains to be seen, Hoyle? Is is JCO gonna go? Is he gonna double down on his rotaciones? I mean, <laughs> are we gonna see a completely different squad against? South Korea, and is it going to work, you know? Because it's like if you say Mexico beats Germany, but then, you know, there's this history of teams still still not, you know, not making it despite beating beating the Germans. Um, well, you still got a great squad on the bench. I mean, you've got uh, Tecatito, zero minutes played. He's completely rested. You have Marco Fabian. You have... Uh... Jonathan Dos Santos, you have uh Yeah, but how many cambios do, are, do you think he'll make from one match to the next? Like, is it going to be think, like eight cambios? I or, think or is... in, in the, you know, like eight, uh, the, the, the four players in the back, he might change one or two, but I don't foresee that many players being rotated, but I think he is going to... Uh, is he going to rotate keepers? No. No, I think he's going to keep Ochoa. Yeah. I think he just rotates the the strikers, man. That's what I would expect him to do. Because um, Tecatito's fresh. You know, maybe the midfield, he, he changes out, uh, 
you know, Layun and he brings in uh, Marco Fabian. I think he's going to have guys that are going to, they're going to, I mean, if he does do the rotaciones against Korea, I think he'll have guys that have uh, a little bit more individual skill because I, I do think that that is, that is a way that you can uh, beat, beat Korea is one-on-one. I think the Mexico's players are a little bit more technical than the Koreans. I think that that'll give them a, an advantage. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all to see a player like a Marco Fabian or, or a Giovanni uh, or a Tecatito even to, to, to come in and then have, you know, Chucky come off the bench. Cause I mean, Chucky was, he was gas. You know, the good thing for Mexico is that they have a full week to get ready for the next one. So that is, I mean, it is almost like they're playing league games right now because they have, you know, they played on Sunday, they don't play until Saturday. So that's like, you know, playing at, uh, playing at Pumas on Sunday and then going to do your home game on Saturday night. Is what uh, is what Mexico has, and so so that is a, a a huge huge plus. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if how many rotaciones he does. But I, I do expect, I think that the the minimum changes will be four. Joel, how, what, what do you think? Yeah, well, I don't know what to expect, but I'm guessing if I have to guess, it will be the same about four. Yeah, four cambios. But I mean, it is JCO man. <laughs> that's that's what. I disliked about him. He would go with a full-on, you know, just an overhaul. Right. Which is which is where, you know, I I got into the JCO hate was was at the Confederaciones, which I got to cover for Soccer Chronicle, Cantina MX. Um, so I was at the Uruguay game, and and that I remember just not like you know not liking what I saw. Um, so who knows, man? I mean, he already proved me, you know, I, I'm a little, I'm on board now. I'm on the JCO train. I hope he doesn't boot me out, you know, with some of this stuff. <laughs> Who's going to boot you out? Who's going to boot you out? No. Uh, JCO, man, you know, like, like, uh, you know, you think things are gonna be one way, but but it's like, like no, not really. He's gonna he's gonna double down on his system, Jolie. That's yeah, that's what I'm asking. Is he can? Because I don't know. Hey, but but who knows, man? It might work out for him. So if it does, you know, kudos for him. I think the cue the cue for us is is the way the players are talking. They're they're not talking like, hey, we're gonna looking for a, a fifth game. Like to, you know, they've been saying, "Hey, we're here to to, to be a, a contender." You know, we're here to win the yeah. the, the tournament. So I think with that is is every player feels they have a part to play in it, and and if 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 he he somehow found extra depth on the for the team, you know that it might be true. They might be contending for it. You know. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and this is the one thing that we would talk about the depth in Mexico, and we would say how much. How much the quality of the team drops? Yeah, you know, if just by missing two or three players, you know, it drops a lot. Well, I mean, how much do you lose by putting in Vela compared to Fabian, or vice versa? No, but those, those, yeah, some of those guys have been have been around for a while, but you know, it's 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 other other players. I guess some some of them like 
I think that they ended up doing really good was like Gallardo, you know. Um, yeah. And then, but, but, and then but, he lost he lost Araujo, which which to me is a big loss. I, and I, then who knows who knows I, in I, defense. That's, that's the amazing part for me. I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, beating them without Araujo, who's been the best defender. Yeah. Yo, you know. That's well, I mean, but I mean that that was the absolute key you know, to, to Mexico's victory today was the fact that the defense, uh, you know, aside from not giving up you know any goals, they 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 just they they did not put themselves in a position where where they were exposed. I'm mean, pretty much pretty much, <clears throat> and and and, and nope. that, that's what did them in against Chile, and that's what did them in against Germany in, in the four one was that they would just make a. A terrible pass, and they're you know get, get caught wrong footed, and it was it was game over, and it just it just it just never happened in this. Yeah, game. and and then look going into France, going in, going back, going back to France '98, for example, uh, Mexico have been playing really good, and then they get to the to the Germany game, you know, to the second round, to the round of 16 match, and uh, they're missing Ramon Ramirez and and. El Emperador and, and the team ended up paying for that. Yeah, I mean Mexico. I mean, it was the same thing that happened in the in the Holland game. They they were yeah. out without Gallito Vasquez and they had to be you know Carlos Salcido coming in. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Carlos Salcido was a serviceable uh, DM, but he was no Gallito. I mean, especially the way the Gallito was playing that tournament, it was just it was it was just tremendous. And you, but you guys don't feel, for example, that it's an Alvarez. I mean, how do you guys feel about Edson Alvarez? You know, he stepped in. This kid's what? How old is he now? What, 20, 21? He's 20. And honestly, I, I, when, when Araujo went down, to me, that said, if Osorio takes Edson Alvarez, then I, I think that, that that's going to help Mexico out a ton because he plays three positions really well. And those are the, you know, he play, he, he can be your wing back. He can be your contención. And if he absolutely has to, he can play, you know, as a, as a central defender. And... Uh, you know, Alanis couldn't do that. Molina couldn't do that. And it was just, it was just a, a really good. It was, it was a blessing in disguise that Araujo left because of the fact that, that I think Edson Alvarez is on the. Edson Alvarez is, is the future captain of Mexico. I mean. In machine. Oh yeah. Is that sold on him? Oh yeah, absolutely. He wait, is... wait, stop, stop it, John, stop it. You, you did this to Chaton. Yeah, but Chaton, Chaton. Let's not jinx this. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> you, know, you know what, though, John? What, how about your... I am pretty salado when it comes to that. <laughs> he stepped in and he played like he's a freaking veteran, man. Yeah, I mean... Gallardo, Gallardo dude. Gallardo was out. Man, Pumas is like, why did we sell Gallardo to Monterrey before the tournament even started? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just some of the things that are wrong with Pumas, huh? I'll, I'll tell you what, if, if Chucky you know, some if of those... scores, yeah, you know, three, four goals this tournament, PSV Eindhoven are going to look like geniuses. Geniuses for signing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I could see EPL teams coming after him, even La Liga teams. Uh, but then they could also come after JCO, uh, John. Well, would you, rather think, have, would you rather have JCO go coach Valencia or coach the U.S. national team? No, I mean, I, I, I think because... Uh, I mean, CONCACAF, if he's going to... No, I, I think he would yeah. stay in Mexico because the support from the from the players. And then he already went over, like, a good section of, like, the fans are pressed. So I could see him, like, just staying 
if there's no better offer. But I, I do think his heart is set on the EPL. And if an offer comes, he would go there. And I would, you know, if you read his story of like how he how he left his family here in the States, he was married, he, he left his wife, and he, he went to England to, you know, help set up pine cones over there for uh, Man City and all the stuff he was doing. It's a big sacrifice, man. He's he's got it really far. So, but I do think if if he manages to get an offer, I would I could see him taking it just because it would, you know, it would be one more of his goals, life goals that he he completes. Yeah, but we got we got a pelado Almeida waiting on the wings, man. He's not too shy. Pelado, I don't think no one's thinking about him after that Germany win, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think pelado who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, there are a yeah. couple, a couple of, uh, of, of 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 really good just images that are going to be iconic uh, that will live in 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 Mexican soccer lore forever. Okay, Saguinho. Well, aside from Saguinho, <laughs> the, the first one was uh, when Mexico scored and they had the replay and they showed the replay of Juan Carlos Osorio on the bench looking like. You know, he was. He, I mean, it looked like he was just just sweating bullets, uh, which which was strange. And then the second one was the was the was the redheaded girl in the super slow mo saying "No mames." <laughs> yeah. She's gonna she's she's gonna be no mames girl for the rest of her life. That that is a, a twenty a twenty year mem. She's the new chiquitibum, huh? Yeah, she's gonna be the no mames girl. <laughs> no mames. <laughs> She's gonna be. She's gonna be late, lady. No mames. Hey, you know what? Before we forget, there's some report, and uh, our fellow panelist is not here. Rigo was talking about how UEFA was filing a complaint over the quarter kick chant. The goal, well, kick, the goalie, the goal kick. Yes, it yes. was. Uh, it was a dumb. Uh, it was a dumb move by the fans. I mean, they've, they've, yeah, they've... man, that's it's disappointing. And you know, again, you know, say what you want to say, but just understand that you know, if it, it's it's like when we talked about this way back when, you know, it's a it's a lot of fun until someone loses an eye, and FIFA has lost an eye, and now they're mad and they want to, you know, they they, they want to end it, and it's just not worth it. It's just it's just not, you know, say eh, sage, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, and it's UEFA that that's bringing it up, and you know UEFA has taken some of these cases really serious. No, the, the, uh, you know, and, and 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 but yeah, it's uh, no, I don't think anything's going to come of it. I think I think I think Mexico will probably get fined. Yeah, but they'll uh, probably start kicking kicking people out. You know, like exactly. I guess they. But I don't think they could. Push. They could do that, you know, because uh, I was watching a picture of fans, and they all seem to have like a what appears to look like accreditation. Oh yeah, they have they have their own IDs, so you're absolutely. So you, right. yeah. So all you gotta do is zoom in, man, and zoom in the section, and uh, that's it. So I hope they do that, and <laughs> it'll be funny if they kicked a big group of them, man. No, no mundial. Oh, the, the fans. Por it, pendejos. The ticket is yeah? like a, it's a badge. You you wear it like a. Badge. Yeah, it looks like a press pass. It looks like you know when the we, how we get him when we go to the games. Oh, you know, I was and, wondering about that, man. Why they, why, why they had a? It looked like I was like, how many people are in the press? 
No, no, yeah, I saw like it. A, the, the fans, yeah. the fans have it too. It's like a little fan ID so they can get their tickets. Yeah, I saw you know I saw a picture and I saw these like holding beers and I was like, I, I want to be in that press section. <laughs> that used to be the party press, and uh, but but then oh. I just realized that FIFA had gone that way about you know giving giving you an ID. Uh, so that would be interesting if they do that, you know. They could easily zoom in on the area for the corner, the section, and... Oh, dude, those fans are you know. Good. Yeah, that would be good, man. Yeah, well, hopefully it... Uh, hopefully it won't uh, be other than that. But, but I mean, I, I do think that FIFA needs to tell the fans, hey, yeah, we we, we, we will kick you out. But they should do that instead of finding Mexico. I mean, I, oh, I FMF at this point has done everything to try right. to. Uh, they've condoned. They've they've gotten players to speak up. Uh, this this week up. on their Twitter, I mean, I mean, they had a picture that says "No griten puto." I mean, they yeah. they couldn't be any clearer. <laughs> I'm, I'm being dead serious, Juan. That was no, a, know, yeah. No griten puto. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, just dude, if you're FIFA, just zoom in. You got. You got their IDs, you know. It's easy to see what who's saying what. And yeah, especially just, with in 4K HD TV. Put them out, oh, man. How do you guys? Did you guys see the the, the game in HD, man? What's up with it, the? Hey, it's like using the VAR to kick out people, man. No, mira, mira, yo con, yo compré mi antena, going, mi antena, güey, uh, y me la me la conecté y ya ya tengo todo en HD, oh, todo en HD. Damn. That's the only thing I'm missing, dude. I, I had to watch the game in potato quality, man. It was shit. You, you, guys, blurry... don't get, you guys don't get HD Telemundo in LA. I do get it. I but oh, I'm in Irvine. The well, the thing is that I have a, a what's it called? Que no te llega la señal en Long Beach. No, I got Directv, dude, and they they didn't have. I it think he's stealing the neighbors. The neighbors. Uh, Compra el cable, pinche, man. Fifteen dollars. Get it at pinche Walmart. Juan is stealing the neighbors. Signal man. Oh, is he? Or he has, or he has the old school Mexican dish, the one that you make using uh, the, the using the uh, using from the, the what is it called the uh, the hubcap? The oh, the, the and an the, antenna. The tofu parabolica. You remember those? That's pirateando. El Juan is using the hubcap and then the and a coat hanger. No, seriously, I, mean, I, I use the antenna man, and, I, and it's it's been fantastic. The, the Telemundo looks beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Uh, why don't they? Why doesn't Directv just carry the freaking uh, or, or these cable networks? Everybody, you know, why don't they just carry the high definition signal? I, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. I I just don't understand. Tienes que pagar extra, güey. Right, let me, you know, let me add to my laundry list of gripes is uh, 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 Fox. You know, they've been showing the they've been showing the World Cup games, but today they they showed golf. You know, what was that? Yeah, well, it's because they have the U.S. because they have the rights to the U.S. Open. Ah, oh, shit. And uh, but I mean, but they showed they showed games on FS1, and then they'll be back on they'll be back on the on Big Fox. Uh, I didn't find there. it on FS1. I was looking. Was it on? It was on FS1. Oh man, I'm such an idiot, dude! I stopped looking for. Him. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you and came up. And in fact, the Brazil Switzerland game today was on NBC Sports Network in Spanish. <laughs> so, Jeez. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, if NBC puts the uh, World Cup final if, if they put it on in Spanish on NBC 
hey, it's Spanish language. It's, you know, we have Spanish language rights. And, you know, I guess I have another, I have a question for you guys. What is up with JCO, like, answering in Spanish when they ask him in English? Like, I, I watched part of the press conference, and he wasn't sure what language he could answer in. Is that, is that what the happened? Well, I, I, th- I think that the deal is, is that, uh, well, specifically for him, is that he has, like, because, you know, they'll ask him questions in another language, and you see him holding, like, the little earpiece up. And then they'll like they'll translate the question in his ear, and then he'll and then he'll respond. It could be that that he's receiving the translations in English, and then he's. But I'll t- I'll tell you what I I I can I can guarantee you that the fact that he speaks English to reporters in press conferences pisses off the Mexican press that much more. Oh, you think so? <laughs> oh, absolutely. So like this uppity bastard. Absolutely. I think it, I think it, it is it is it it, it it gets under their skin for sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, you're right. Well, gentlemen, uh, you know, to me, the, the the big big challenge for 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 Mexico this week is to is to avoid the well, the Nenesa, the, they won't be able to avoid it. I don't think. How are they going to manage the massive emotional hangover from this game? That that to me is, is the key to Korea, is is how are they going to manage? You know how how, how, how there, there's going to be a letdown. How much of a letdown are they going to, you know, let it affect them? I, I don't think it will, John. I think this is an experienced squad, and we were talking about how this is the last World Cup for a lot of these guys, and they know how much is riding, and they, and like you said. For the most part, they haven't left the mark. You know, this is probably the their mark right there at the Germany one. But I think they know they they could leave a bigger one or even more. Well, I mean, you know, one thing that we haven't mentioned is, you know, you beat Germany in a World Cup. There, there are not that many more teams that are quote unquote better than Germany. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, if you say, yeah, you know what, if we can beat them, we can yeah. beat anybody. And and we were talking about how Mexico has smashed up against Brazil. Right. You know, and then we saw how Brazil looked against Switzerland. Exactly. Uh, so so yeah, I think I think positivity should be high. But you know, there's one thing that's kind of getting to me where I'm seeing a lot of the media spassing out and talking about like defining moment. And I'm like, have these guys been watching for like the past, you know? Did they forget already as far as like defining moments in, in you know, Mexican football history? And I say there's been plenty, you know, that this is just a culmination of that, I'll say. You know, even even the team that in 93 got to the final and of the Copa America and, and how they played Argentina, you know, it was a pretty evenly matched game. And you're looking at an Argentina team that, had been World Cup champion in '86 and was loaded with talent. Sure. Uh, and, and they did like a hell of a game. Uh, the team that won the Confederations Cup, you know. So there's been a couple. But this is a, a couple Cup, moments though. there. It Cup. is. It is. But but it's still the same players that that have played in these other tournaments. No, I mean, no, uh, one thing. One thing I will say. And, and, look, where are they now? Here's here's the one thing I will say about about all of this is that yes it was it was a huge one massive win I've you know easily the biggest group 
stage win that Mexico's ever had in the World Cup. You know, at least the the, the best opponent they've ever beaten. Group stage or not yeah. group, group stage, period. You, hey, but, but you but, know what? But it's, it's, yeah. it's still the group stage. There's still a lot of work to do. Yeah. And I will say Javier Hernandez, who has taken the name Chicharito off his shirt. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Oh, I did not see that. It, it says it says J period Hernandez. Oh, his, mes- his message his message to the fans was, hey, y'all, under- yes, big win, we get it. But it's just it's just one win and in, 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 in part of our little journey here. We still got a lot to do. And he used the word equanime, which to me tells me that that they are not going to uh that they are not going to uh rest on their laurels. So I think I think that the that, that the attitude of them understanding that, that they have to uh, keep it going. I, you know that that certainly gives me hope that Mexico is not going to have that, uh, that 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 huge letdown that, that one would expect after after winning such a big game. So that that that's where I do think that Mexico does have a have a a very reasonable chance. And and I do think uh, uh, guys that uh, that we'll see players with a little bit with a, the ones who have the best individual flair. I think we'll see on the. Uh, so that means Cepillo, Pecatito, Cepillo, Marco Fabian. So out, out of Probably Fabian, I see Fabian and Giovanni playing. Yeah, maybe the other, the other, the two Geos. I mean, the two, the, the Santos. <laughs> the two Geos. The, the two dos tragos. Los dos dos tragos. <laughs> so. Leaving Chucky out because he did score the game, the uh, score score the goal. Who who would you name as 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 man of the match for Mexico? First half, Achi Achi. Second okay. half, Memo. Go ahead. Wait, who who did you have for second half? Memo. Yeah, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with Profe Cambia Rayas here. I, I think uh, Achi Achi was massive and. And uh, also, um, Ochoa, man, he that one free kick that was pretty much a goal, man. That was a, that was a, that was a spectacular save that he had. Uh, no question. I, I'm actually I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Hugo Ayala, only because. Ah oh, yes, yes. Because the the actually though I, I would actually give it to, to the entire defensive back line. Yes. The Germans still still got some shots off, but the Germans never had that one absolutely 100% clear, you know, guy against Memo the entire match, and 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 for a team to play Germany like that, especially this Germany where they have, you know, as as many talented offensive players as anyone in the world. I mean, it was it was it was it was, it was an impressive performance, and of course, you know, you know, Memo had what eight or nine saves on top of that, so it was just uh, it was just. Uh, a, a a gallant effort by 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 Mexico, and uh, uh, a, compl- a completely surprise to, took me by completely by surprise because I I just I just expected Mexico's back line to be very vulnerable and susceptible to to, to counters and and, and and sloppy passing and uh, it, it was funny because I wa- I didn't want to say anything during the match but like after the first eight minutes I'm like holy shit it is not two nothing like it was in the Confederations Cup. You know, this, this this actually might work out. Hey, you know, speaking of Memo, man, because he, he's had some bad luck. 
you know, after Brazil, we were all expecting him to, to be at like a Liverpool or, or AC Milan or, you know, all these big names popped up. And he was just like, he was one of the most popular players, you know, most talked about. And, and he had such a great tournament. And then he ends up just in the bench for a whole year, you know. It's pretty bad. And then he's, he's, you know, he hasn't, he's, he's not where we expected him to be. And here he is still, you know, doing really good. Do you, do you think he's, is he, there's going to be high demand for him or is, well, it's, it's really hard for him because he doesn't have his Euro passport. I thought he would so, have had it by now. Well, it, yeah, he just, it just hasn't happened for him yet. I think, I think he's, he's going to get it. Do you have like an anchor baby in in Spain or France? <laughs> anchor baby. But, I think he had his kids in France, but uh, yeah. but uh, but I do think that he might stay at, at Liège, especially because uh, because they'll play their playoff for the Champions League before the transfer window closed. So uh, you know he might get a chance to play Champions League this year with his with his team in Belgium. I think that that might keep him around. But you know, you know, Memo's a player to me that he, I mean, like Guardado. I mean, they've had a, they've had solid careers in uh, in Europe. You know, Chicharito had a solid, Chicharito had a solid career in Europe. Had an absolutely solid game today. I mean, his, you know, Chicharito to me is one is one of those unheralded guys for for the way that he played today. Um, did a great job of coming back and, and and keeping possession. You know, he set up the goal. He 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 came so close to setting up a second one where you know Carlos Vela would have just had to have pushed it. And and he missed it by a foot. I mean, by a freaking foot. He was out of gas, Vela, though, dude. Yeah, he was, but that but. Point, he was done. That would have been a nice one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Vela came out right after. Yeah, so just just an all round excellent effort by Mexico today, and and hopefully we'll we'll see that same kind of effort uh, in the group games and. And uh, you know, for for Mexico fans all over the world, it was uh, it was just a, a great day to to uh, enjoy the game and celebrate and uh, and then you know you know you know feel really good about the fact that uh, that that a team that you that that you follow had uh, had you know played as well as they could against the best team in the world and were able to get a result. I mean, there's not many teams that can say that, and not many fans that can say that. So I hope that every Mexico fan just absolutely relished what they were able to. Uh, Witness today, gentlemen. It's late. I got to get going, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I do. I do thank y'all uh, for for having the idea to to, to have our a little little late show. So uh, thanks to Joel for uh, saying, "Hey, let's let's do it this time." Yeah, late night. <laughs> ya, ya, ya que se calme, calme, calme un poco los, yeah. you know. I'll be honest. I was I was completely worthless the rest of the day. I, 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 <laughs> I, You're in cloud nine. Well, I just, yeah, I just, I just was, was, just was not thinking, you know, just, I was trying to watch the Brazil game and I was, I just, I, I just had absolutely zero, zero interest. And I, you know, I am, I'm not going no to, me. I make no bones about it. I'm a, I'm a Brazil fan. I've been a Brazil fan yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Who doesn't want to watch it? Yeah. I just, I just didn't care. <laughs> same, same happened to me, John, and I, racism and the teams I'm looking forward to watching, you know, it's it's one of those teams everybody likes to watch. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I just didn't care, man. Yeah, it was on, and it was like, and then I heard. That's why that's why I like watching <laughs> the Spanish because you don't have to watch the game. They they tell you what you, you they just look at. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, 
you know, yeah. just by just by the intonation of their voice. Yeah, just the tone. <laughs> exactly, and uh, and you know exactly what's going on, and yeah. So I I saw the two goals. Uh, I'm, I mean, Brazil is is 100% stacked, and uh, you know, kudos to Switzerland. I think Brazil will handle Serbia and and Costa Rica with 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 easily, and uh, we'll probably we'll, one of those are gonna. They're gonna get hung on like a four or five spot on probably Costa Rica, unfortunately. So, but yeah, but it was just 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 a a, a great day. Uh, uh, it, 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 I, my sister was driving back from Colorado, so and I'd sent her the link to listen to the, but I guess for whatever reason she didn't want to do it. So she's like she's like text me updates. I'm like fine. So I, I sent her, I, I sent her the updates, and then and then after Chucky scored, I didn't send her anything. For the entire, for the entire, because I thought she was listening, right? So then, I, so then I call her after the game. And she said, "She's like, what happened?" I was like, "What do you mean?" And she says, "Yeah, I don't know what happened." I said, "I, said, I thought you were listening." She says, "No." I said, "Oh, well, they they won." And she's like, and she she, her, she was like, she's like, you're bullshitting. I was like, oh, I swear, to God, they had they won they they won ones. So yeah, so the whole rest of it. And I said, I thought you were listening. She goes, "Well, I was, but you know, her husband was asleep." I didn't want to wake him up. I didn't want to be on my phone because I was sending her, you know, the goals and stuff and you know, some other highlights. And cause I was like, oh my, I, I could, I could. And so, like two hours later, I, I would text her again. I, I can't believe it, you know. And then two hours later, I still can't believe it. it just, it's just, uh, you know, for it, 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 the words really cannot describe, especially someone my age who saw Mexico just get throttled by the Germans, six zero, forty years ago. And, and and to know that a team that that you know Germany, who outside of Brazil are the most consistent team at this level and have been for 50 years, just absolutely huge, a huge win for Mexico. But 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 as Chicharito said, it's just a step, plenty of work to do. So you know Mexico fans, remember that there's there's still plenty of work to do. Let's go take care of the business and uh, then in, in the group stage and, and then see what happens. But we got to take care of the business. This is a a good step, a great step. It ain't going to mean jack squat if they don't beat uh, Korea and get, get points against Korea and Sweden. So let's go get those points. Like, like I have anything to do with it. Vamos, muchachos. Vamos, cabrón. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, boys, do you have anything else that you want to you say? I kind of went a little long-winded there. want to wrap it up? No, uh, that's, that's it, man. We said all has to be said. Yeah. And it's going to be a long week. It would have been a much longer week had Mexico lost the match. <laughs> oh, profe, profe, any 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 last uh, tactical tidbits you want to throw our way before we uh, wrap it up? I I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about Brazil's group? Who, I mean, right now Mexico's sitting pretty, job's not done, but you know, under Osorio, they beat the teams they're 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 expected to beat. Um. So then, how, you know, how does Brazil's group shape up? Do you think, you, you think, uh, you know, maybe I well, should say, I don't want to jinx it, but. Well, it's what, Costa Rica and Serbia and Switzerland. Yeah. Right. I could see Brazil going and then either either Serbia or Switzerland. I think it'll be, it'll and, be Switzerland. And then there's the possibility that, that Brazil might not go in as first. Uh, well, here's, here's the crappy part. <laughs> Is that on the day that they play their third match, they are the first 
they are the first match, and then the, the Brazil group is the second match. So Mexico will not know. They won't have the, the luxury of, of, of debating, uh, you know, like of who do they want to play, who do they want to avoid, so to speak. But I, I, w- I would bank on Brazil still winning that group because I think that they're going to win it on goal difference and I probably have seven points. Like I said, I think they beat Serbia, and I think they beat uh, Costa Rica, and I think Switzerland beats Serbia too. So I think Switzerland's going to be have more points in Serbia, and then yeah, I think I think Costa Rica is going to get goose-egged. I don't think they're going to win a match, unfortunately for them. Así son las cosas para los ticos. So they're out, man. Because I had them going second place. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, stranger things have happened, but I mean, uh, but but the the, the serve they had to win the Serbia match. They had to have it. You got to get those three points there. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. And it, it didn't happen for them. Yeah, so unfortunately, Mexico's not going to know. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be, it, you know, that's going to be interesting because it's going to be then Brazil's going to have the thing. Hey, we we have to either you know win this and and avoid playing Germany or tank it and play Mexico in the next round. So it, you know the the shoe could be on the other foot. To which I say, be careful what you wish for Brazil because ya le ganamos a los alemanes, güey. Simón. So imagine a World Cup where Mexico beats both Germany and Brazil in the same World Cup. <laughs> uh, Argentina is going to ask us, what's our formula? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. All right, boys. Well, be nice as cabrones. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Profe, you're going to be able to join us on Thursday, or you have, uh, or you have busy, busy. Um, I- I should be able to. Hopefully, I, I might be a little late, uh, but I should be able to. Busy there in the in the cantera. Yeah, exactly, man. Getting the cantera ready. Excellent. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, Joel, thanks very much for joining us uh, on this uh, early uh, Monday morning game. Yeah, start, thank you, John. Game start in five hours, so so get your rest. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, thank you very much, Joel. Juan Uribe, thanks for hopping on. Oh, thank you, John. It's a pleasure, man. And, uh, and uh, thank you for that, uh, that Guadalajara. Yeah. Uh, with this one? Guadalajara. You know, as as great as as Gilito Lindo is, I'm telling you, if, if they would do the ay 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 chant from this song, the Mexicans like there at the end of the game, if they're winning, to me that would just that would to me just set the place on fire. <laughs> Because I mean, is, is there a more iconic Mexican song than Guadalajara? Other than I guess Cielito Lindo. Anyway, just my. There's the the, the menudo songs. Well, but they were Puerto Rican, so. Ah, all right. <laughs> let's let's not forget that. No, all right. Well, this has been a very special edition of the of the Dosas of Oh, good lord, of the Cantina Mekis podcast. It's late. The Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, my name. See, I guess when we do special editions, we have to say what's what the score is. It was a special Unwasero edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. A uh, great win for Mexico. They have a a match against South Korea on Saturday. It's going to be at uh, 10 a.m. Central, which is 8 a.m. Pacific and uh, 11 on the East Coast. And of course, uh, we'll all be tuned in for that. And you can tune into our regular Thursday edition of this podcast, which will be available. 
on Thursday night, usually around 9.30 Central. So hopefully we will see you guys then. And please download this and our previous editions from the podcast from our podcast center on iTunes as well as on Google Play. My name is John Jagoop. We will talk to you guys on Thursday. Thanks very much for joining us.